Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and leadership. This is your host, Emerald Green Forest, and today we welcome our special guest, Michelle Nagel. She is an international best selling author who is committed to making the world a better, happier place for everyone. She's a HeartMath TM certified trainer, certified in the Canfield methodology for success principles, and the president and founder of Soul Shift Inc. She empowers people to take responsibility for their own health and well being so that they can live with less stress and more happiness. Gifted at getting to the heart of a problem, and identifying the reasons behind why people do the things they do, Michelle's passion is helping people go from who they are to who they want to be. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Emerald. I really am excited about being here. Yeah, I'm really excited too. So we are also both in a mastermind group or graduates of a mastermind group. So that's um, one of the ways that I connected with Michelle and I was also on her podcast. So I want to start Michelle by just talking to you about, you know, getting called into leadership because clearly as a podcaster and as a business owner and as, you know, as a unique, wickedly smart woman, like you are, you have been called, you've been called into a leadership position. So can you talk a little bit about that calling, what that experience was like, and, uh, you know, the kind of process that you went through to answer it? Sure. I resisted and kicked and fought the whole thing all the time because I didn't want to be in a leadership position. I was quite happy doing what I was doing. I had four very successful businesses that I was running from my home, but I just had this this nagging knowing that I had to make a greater impact. I had to reach more people. And the thing is, is that I had to reach them in an area that was uncomfortable for me, which is the personal development. And I know that most of us want to, you know, we look like we've got it all together on the outside and we don't want to admit that we've got skeletons in the closet. So it just got so that I was beginning to become obsessed with it. I knew that I had to do it. I would put it in the corner, go, no, I'm not doing that. And it would be right back in my head again. So it wasn't until I began actually taking the steps necessary to reach out and help people, which is what it's all about anyway, then I started to find some peace in my life. <laughs> uh, well, the universe does have a way of creating a lot of tension when you're not going <laughs> in the direction that you are actually meant to go. So yes. can you talk a little bit about the vision, like the vision that you have for helping people? And you know, can you give us a, a little bit of a better picture about maybe what you saw or your experience of receiving this vision, even though you were resistant to it? Yes. Um, I actually, I was at one of Jack Canfield's meetings and I was, I was completing my training with him. 
And he was up on stage wandering around. And I had, it was almost was a vision of seeing me up there doing the same thing and the room being completely filled with mostly women. And we would start out with this wonderful bonding process where we had the courage because it was a safe space to actually talk about all of the darkness that's inside of us and that we held a safe place like that for four days to be able to process to help each other grow and get rid of the garbage that we carry around in our souls and then on the fifth day I would bring in very very special trusted men that I know to let them be able to share and to give the women an opportunity to see that there are some very special men out there in the world that maybe they haven't had the opportunity to meet yet. And the whole thing was just gives me goosebumps when I think about it. So that's my vision of being able to do that on a large scale. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. So one thing that leaders do is they value their vision. So I'd love to have you talk about some of the things that you do in your own self internally, mm -hmm. as well as some of the actions that you're taking externally towards bringing that vision into reality. Because, you know, we all have a lot of vision and dreaming potential, but not all of us bring it into the real, you know, full manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Because we're more comfortable in the, back there in the comfort zone than we are actually getting out and doing something. So the things that I do personally is I am a certified heart math trainer. And twice a day, I do a 15 minute heart lock in. And that's where I ground and center myself. And then I breathe in through my heart and out through my heart. And then I add the emotion of either gratitude or love. It's a high vibration emotion that I first bathe myself in and then I spread it out into the world. And that's the way I begin and the way I end my days because just that little bit will be able to change the coherence of the earth and change the people that are around me. And so that's, and unfortunately, you can only help somebody to the degree that you have cleaned up your own stuff. So I'm constantly in growth processes. I'm constantly learning more. Right now, the thing that has come to forefront is kind of like stuck to my forehead because that's the only thing I can see is multi-generational trauma. And understanding that and how it has impacted my life and, how, and the life of other people that I know, and now the gifts that I have been given that I can now help people walk through that and navigate through that is just a constant growth process. Mm, beautiful. So I do want to kind of bring you back to the valuing of your mm -hmm. Like in addition to doing your personal practices to keep yourself coherent, right? Mm -hmm. What other things do you do that's like literally says to the vision, I value you. I want to take myself more towards you. I appreciate you. I'm bringing in money towards you. I am bringing in team towards the fulfillment of you. Like mm -hmm. what other things do you have that you are taking action on? Like are you setting aside money or other things that you can talk to us about practically that are like affirming that this is the direction that you're going in? 
Yes. So you mentioned the mastermind that you and I both graduated from. So I am putting money toward learning how to run the business. Uh, it's, I, I would love to just, you know, wake up and be magic and know how to do everything, but I don't. So I, I do hire people that are experts in their fields so that they can teach me what I need to know. I've got the most amazing people working with me right now. I belong to uh, Mastermind, a different one, with Patty Aubrey and Brian Mannion. And they work with Jack Canfield. So I keep the kind of people that I hang out with, like you, Emerald, um, are the higher caliber of people that are being very successful in what they're doing. You've got to hang out with people that are being successful if you want to be successful. And so I surround myself with people like that. And the team that I've got working for me now is just, I'm so excited to see what they're going to finish up with when they are finished designing all the things for me. Beautiful. So one thing that I know from my own experience and from interviewing many wickedly smart women is that when we have a big vision, oftentimes that vision will also require us to let go of some things. And so for you, you mentioned that you kind of went kicking and screaming into the yes. There, <laughs> yes. I'm sure there were some things that you actually had to let go of in that process. So can you talk a little bit about the letting go and the surrendering and the choosing the things that are more meaningful and less meaningful and discerning and, you know, supporting yourself emotionally while things are falling apart so that, that a new vision can be brought into to being. Yeah. In my case, it seems kind of like the universe kind of took a hand and took control of it because before I actually have something that I wrote seven years ago that said, what are you afraid of? And it was, I'm afraid I'll be too successful. And it's, why are you afraid of that? And it's because uh, my husband would feel inadequate or he would feel less than. So my husband just kind of had an affair and left me. <laughs> so it's like, and I'm sitting here going, oh, well, that's not a problem anymore then, is it? I mean, it's not a problem anymore. So I, you know, on the one hand, I'm, I'm terribly upset about what happened. On the other hand, I do have to look at it and I'm going, wow, my path just got cleared. I don't have somebody who was objecting to what I was doing because he was, he was not supportive of me doing this business. He said that I had chosen uh, as, as being a coach and a speaker and all that, that I had chosen the hardest career in the world to get into. And he wanted me to just go get a job. I was having a lot of conflict there. And so I have to, it just depends on, you know, this, this one really painful thing that happened in my life. On the other hand, is kind of a blessing because now I don't have those barriers. And it also makes it so that it's kind of like, well, what's your excuse now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, so love and gratitude to the ex-husband. <laughs> Yes. Thank you for getting out of the way so that your big vision can come into fruition. Uh, what yeah. a special man he was to fill that. <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Yes. Awesome. I had a husband that also had some interesting, I've had two, I call them husbands. I've had two mm -hmm. husbands who had some interesting, interesting perspectives about how I should be behaving and acting in the world and Yes. So when we are born with a big vision, we really have or or hit, you know, called with a big vision. It's really coming down to making those choices about what's going to serve and what's not going to serve. And it sounds to me like you 
kind of sent out the signal to the universe, like, this is the block. <laughs> so, yeah. And it became uncreated. The block became uncreated. So, awesome. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, so the next question I want to ask you then is in the dissolution of your uh, marriage and him having an affair and leaving you, yay. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't a fit for you to keep moving forward into the, this new vision. You have now been required to step into your own personal sovereignty. So can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that experience, about like really saying yes to yourself and to your vision at the whole nether level? Yes, that was a difficult thing for me because, you know, I, I, been married to him like forever. It was a really um, severing of who I was. And all of a sudden, instead of being a couple, I was a me. And I realized I'd never been a me before because I've always been me as a spouse and me as a mother and me as a business owner. There's a, there was always somebody or something attached to me. So having to step back and say, gee golly, who are you anyway? And what's important to you? And it was not a pleasant process. <laughs> it was, it was uh, kind of discovered that there were some warts that I needed to remove. It was like, hmm, that doesn't work real well for me. I don't want to be that person anymore. I got to redesign myself. And I think everybody, when you have any kind of life change that comes along, that's an opportunity for you to decide, are you who you want to be? Do you respond the way you want to respond? Are you kind? Are you generous? Are you aggressive enough to go after your own business, your own dreams? Because it does require aggressiveness. And we look at, we look at aggressiveness as, ooh, that's a bad word. But it's not. It's the drive and the, you can be pleasantly aggressive, I think. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I am going to talk a little bit more about this idea of dismantling your identity. And it sounds like part of what's going on for you is you're really walking your talk. So right now, though, we're going to take a short break. And I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating and reviewing. We've already had thousands of downloads coming in from all over the world in my vision. I can see them. Millions, trillions, billions of downloads coming in. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in, uh, where are we going to shout out to, Michelle? Germany? Maybe Germany or Sweden? Where are we going to shout out to? Let's do Switzerland. Switzerland. I think we had a conversation about Switzerland. So, yes. Yep, that's why. <laughs> Let's send a shout out to our listeners in Switzerland. And we will be right back with Michelle Nagel. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. 
Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with international bestselling author, Michelle Nagel. You can find out more about Michelle at isoulshift.com. And we will have in the show notes uh, that URL so that you can find out more about her. Before we went to the break, we were talking about this whole process of dismantling old identities and finding you know, your own authentic identity, which is essentially what Michelle's passion is, is helping people go from who they are to who they want to be. So that is another kind of mark of a leader, a creative age leader, is talking the talk and walking the walk. And so I want to ask you a little bit about how the process has been getting yourself in alignment with that. Because I think sometimes we know what we want to talk about, but we aren't fully embodying it yet, or we're embodying something, but we haven't figured out how to give voice to it. So can you talk a little bit about that process, Michelle? Yeah, it's really challenging, I think, when, as, when you go through a crisis or a trauma, which is what I work with people about is the traumas, because that gives us the, the pre-programming, the stuff that you have to just, you have to work with all the stuff that you've been telling yourself ever since you were a child about yourself or that you borrowed from somebody else that told you about yourself. We have so much pre-programming and, and the majority of it is unfortunately negative because if it's, a, if it's an emotion that is attached to a judgment, then that has more strength within us. And I found that I had quite a few of those that I had to dismantle on my own. I had uh, an extremely abusive childhood. And then I had, not this last marriage was not abusive at all, but the one before that was. I was going to say there was abuse of trust there. There was that. Absolutely, there was abuse of trust. And, And as I go back and look at it, there were all sorts of other things as well that, you know, when you're in a marriage that you think is a good marriage, you tend to have a tendency to overlook the things that maybe you shouldn't be overlooking. And I've come to discover that there were a lot of things that's like, wow, I didn't even know that was there, but I can see it so clearly now. And we can do that with our with anything that happens in our lives. We can do that with our childhood. If we had an abusive childhood, you wouldn't be who you are today if you didn't have that. And if you made up your mind sometime, which most of us do, it's like, by golly, I'm never going to do, and you don't do it, then you have already changed, you've already changed yourself, you've already changed what's going on. So as I said earlier, I have been talking about uh, multi-generational trauma and how that affects us. We often think that it doesn't, but I know an individual who is like playing out his grandfather's life right now. And I can see it quite clearly because that's what I'm trained in. But if I was to say, wow, did you know you're living at your grandfather's life? I'm sure he would look at me like I had four eyes or something. But a lot of things like that, most things that we go through are multi-generational traumas. And so, of course, it's so easy for me to look at somebody else and go, oh, I can see your patterns. But when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I have to see my own patterns too. And so I have to look through and sift through my own history and my own family history, the the genome of my family and look at, do I want to keep that? And is that my trauma or is that their trauma? 
And if it's theirs, I'm done with it. You can have it back. Mm-hmm. And going through all of this clearing, and I think it's a process that we should go through all our lives, but it seems to come more to the forefront when you've had a trauma. Mm, yeah, of course. Well, trauma triggers the underlying traumas that have been unprocessed, I found. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I just actually, my my mother passed away this year and we just buried her. And as I've gone through that process of the burial, because we had to delay for four months due to the ground being frozen here. As we went through the burial process, it was like another, like, okay, here we go. Here's another round of illuminating some of the family dynamics that you don't see when somebody is kind of holding the space. And then when they're, they're departed, they, they've uh, vacated that space and now everybody has to look. They don't have to look, but those of us who look, look. (laughs) Right, yes. Yeah, so Michelle, I'd love to have you, if you have some like immediately actionable steps for our listeners who are maybe in a place where they know that they want to be different. They might not have 100% clarity on what that looks like, but they know that who they are right now isn't fully working for them. Do you have any you know, short or immediately actionable steps that people can at least get started and get a little bit of momentum going, a little initiation to uh, move more towards where they want to go? Yes, there are four steps. The first one is resilience. Get up. Sometimes you'll feel like there's a a whole row of semi-trucks and they're just all knocking you down, but get up. You can't just lay there. You have to get up and start over and try again. And uh, you can build resilience. It's like a battery. You can refill it and learn how to do that. Optimism is another thing. Believe the universe is out to do you good. Instead of having the mindset of, oh, everything bad happens to me or this, you know, I'm not surprised this happened because my life is just like this. Expect the universe to do good things for you and to bring you that. The most important one is to accept 100% responsibility for your life. You can do that today, right now. You can make that determination that you will be 100% responsible for your life. And what that means is that there's no blaming, no complaining, and no whining. And if you've gone through a trauma, give yourself a time period. It's like sometimes I'll say, oh, wow, I'm really having a hard time. Okay, fine. You've got, you've got 20 minutes to have your own pity party. And then I set my alarm. And when it goes off, it's like, okay, I'm done. But you have to feel the emotions. You have to let them go through. You have to process them. And then the the final step is resourcefulness. Once you become resilient, optimistic, accountable, all of the things that you need are already here and they will begin to come to you. You'll become being aware of them. So those are the steps that I would recommend. Beautiful. And that spells roar, ladies, for those of you who weren't fully paying attention. And uh, and that is also the topic of Michelle's podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about the podcast, Michelle, and how you're using the podcast to uh, support people around the world in uh, becoming more resilient, optimistic, accountable, and resourceful? Yeah, my podcast is Roar to Win, because if you adopt those four principles, you can win at life at anything that you choose to win at. I use the podcast, I get to interview really amazing people like Emerald on my uh, podcast, and they have all sorts of experiences from different walks of life. I've interviewed people from different countries who grew up in different countries. They talk about their resilience, their optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness, how they 
they learned those principles so that they could make a life that they desired to make, to live. And by having the podcast, I think that it's really helpful for people to look at, wow, that resonates with me. I went through that. They are successful and then I'm able to give them links to all of these really great people that they can then connect with and uh, perhaps move themselves forward in whatever the way they want to. Beautiful. So I want to go back to Roar because as you were talking about accepting responsibility and that which is really accountability to yourself, you said no blaming, no complaining, and no whining. So one thing I just want to drop into the conversation here for our listeners is you know, I, and I'd love to have you speak a little bit on it. You know, you have been very forthright. I have also, you know, gone through a number of experiences of uh, abuse in my family of origin. You know, you've had some issues in your family of origin. We've had experiences in our relationships and so forth. I think I wanted, what I want to do is help people to understand and discern the difference between expressing your own truth about it, you know, exactly specifically and precisely what your experience was of your life, which we actually have to look at. We actually have to allow ourselves to take out of denial and the difference between that and blame, complain, and whine. Mm-hmm. That's a really excellent question because it's kind of gets a little bit muddy there. And so the difference is I could sit here and I could, um, I could tell you all sorts of horrible things about my former husband and how it's his fault that he did what he did, that it's, you know, look what he has done. And, and I put all the blame over him and I don't take any responsibility for my own, my own part in it because relationships deteriorate because something's not working from both sides. It's not just a one-sided thing. And so obviously there are things that I need to look at as well and go, okay, my part of this relationship collapse was this. And so if I choose to accept my responsibility for it, then I can correct it because I'm aware of it. And I can also eliminate it so that it won't follow me into my next relationship. If we are constantly blaming and complaining and whining about what somebody has done to us and we play the victim role, then we will carry that with us everywhere we go. If you haven't dealt with those things, the very next relationship that you get into is going to be a cookie cutter, the one you just got out of. Because the reason you're in that relationship is uh, there's uh, Dr. Terry Real says, you marry your unfinished business. And if you bail from your unfinished business, it's going to just go, hey, I'm still here. You haven't taken care of me yet. And it will show up eventually in the relationship. So I have a friend who told me that I should just get a bowl of popcorn and sit on the couch and watch the show because the choices that were made were, there was no growth. There was no time for growth. If you're going to get out of one relationship, get out of the relationship and give yourself space to breathe and to grow and become you know, do that reassessment is like, who do I want to be? Do I want to be that way again? Or do I want to make these corrections in myself? Take the time to do that. If you don't, you're just going to get the exact same thing over again. Yeah. No more instant replays. Thank you very much. Nope. All right. Beautiful, Michelle. Well, we are at the end of the show. It goes so quickly. Is there one quick final thing that you would like to say to our listeners before we have to go? 
Yes, I would like them to take a look in their mirror and look deeply into their eyes and say, I love you to yourself. Say that every night before you go to bed. And, you know, just it's important because we don't. We, I, I could tell you that, Emerald, I love you. You're wonderful. But it's hard for me to look in my eyes and say that to myself. So I would, I would invite people to say that because once you get to the point of where you can say that and feel it, then you can actually change the world. Mm, beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today on Wickedly Smart Women. Uh, listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are wonderful women. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.